Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. My name is Alex, and it is November 7th, 2022, which means that we are somehow, some way, halfway through, more or less, Q4. I don't know where the time is going, but I'm really, really not ready for 2023. Anyways, time doesn't care. There's a lot to talk about, so let's dive into the markets. And we're going to start with stocks. Shares are up in Asia, up across the board, actually, rising in China and South Korea, Japan, and elsewhere. And it's largely the same story in the EU. Most major indices are up, showing a nice spread of green across the board. And hey, here in the United States, it's the same thing. Forget world peace, everybody. We have aligned equities markets this morning. Do recall, however, that cloud and SaaS stocks reached a new low last Friday, something that I will write about probably this morning. But anyways, today's gains come on the back of yesterday's declines. Leaving behind the equities markets and turning to crypto, well, there is a lot of drama to report, and all of this is still evolving. I'm going to do my best to break down for you what's been going on on Twitter this weekend, and I may screw up part of it, but hey, this is the best I can do. Now, FTX is a major crypto exchange, one that has made a good amount of noise and spent money to get its name out there in recent years. For example, it is a sponsor of the Mercedes F1 team, and its leader, Sam Bankman-Fried, or SBF, has another company that does trading. Anyways, SBF has a regulatory stance that some other crypto folks do not like and do not agree with. CZ, the founder and leader of Binance, is on the other side of the regulatory question. And over the weekend, Binance's CZ said that he was selling a lot of FTT, the FTX token, that he had gained as part of a prior divestment of his original stake in FTX. Confused yet? Well, welcome to crypto. Anyways, the dust-up between SBF and CZ over the weekend is notable because it shows sharp differences between major crypto camps. So now if you want to kind of divvy everyone up, there's the Bitcoin maxis, there's the Coinbase A16Z axis, there's FTX and crew, and then there's maybe what we could call the Binance empire. And they're all kind of mad at one another, and it's all kind of messy. And I'm not sure how much they actually agree and how much of this is posturing, but it's worth watching everyone try to figure out what really is the future of crypto. And in this case, we are seeing the usual crypto mix of opaque accounting, new currencies and securities, backstabbing, and accusations of fraud and or insolvency. It's all quite interesting to watch if it wasn't so damn confusing. In other news, the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum are off about 2% in the last day, similar to what we're seeing out there in the rest of the crypto market. And when we take a peek at NFTs, well, they are still in their slow and steady decline that we have watched for months. Bored of the drama yet? Well, we are too. But as Elon Musk takes his aggressive approach to corporate management to the social media service Twitter, we are being given a fascinating look at what happens when you just start to do shit at light speed to a company that has a long operating history and engaged in vocal user base and hugely thorny regulatory and content moderation issues. So how is the Musk era of Twitter going? Well, kind of not great, I think. Friday evening, Musk tweeted that Twitter's massive and somewhat confusing layoffs were done because the service was losing $4 million per day. Given that Twitter used to generate positive operating cash flow, this may, you know, seem like a surprise. But with the debt that has been presumably stapled to Twitter since its sale to Musk, costs might be up thanks to the cost of, well, servicing that boring debt. Anyway, this has led to Musk now deciding that the service is going to center, it appears, around an $8 per month subscription service that will be similar to Twitter Blue, the kind of former Twitter subscription service, but will cost a bit more and include some verification-related services. 
Since all of that, however, a few things have happened. There were, for example, many reports that Twitter was scrambling to rehire some folks that it laid off, essentially an admission that it cut too sharply, too quickly, and that anyone who thought that the company could cut 75% of its staff all at once was wrong. It turns out that even a 50% cut meant that the company was suddenly short of key folks. And more, despite saying that comedy was now allowed on Twitter, Musk's ownership of the service has seen some accounts parroting Musk himself get banned. Per Musk, the new Twitter policy is that, quote, going forward, any Twitter handles engaging in impersonation without clearly specifying parody will be permanently suspended. This new policy has already led to some well-known tweeters getting the boot from the platform, to which I think we can say so much for free speech, I guess? Content moderation, it turns out, is hard. After a comedian, Kathy Griffin, long a right-wing bugaboo, got suspended for impersonating Musk, he also said that she could have her account back if she paid the $8 monthly fee for Twitter Blue. This means that extortion is now a method of content moderation on Twitter, and that is what I will call an interesting, if yucky, choice. Even more, Musk said about a week ago that subscribers to the $8 Twitter will get, quote, priority in replies, mentions, and search, which would essentially carve Twitter into two buckets, those paying Musk and those not. The idea that this is the way to defeat spam is aggressive and mostly bonkers. Kind of summarizes like this. Pay up or get shadow banned. Welcome to free speech Twitter. What a goat rodeo. Well, a lot of other stuff is actually going on, believe it or not. So I've collected a bunch of it for you. And here's some of it. TechCrunch reports that, quote, the French startup photo room has raised a $19 million Series A round. The company is new to me, so what does it do? Well, TC writes that the company develops a popular photo editing app for e-commerce vendors and small businesses. Why does that matter? Well, in particular, Photo Room helps users remove the background behind objects that they're about to sell, so that way photos can look a bit more professional. You can think about Etsy and eBay and all that sort of stuff. Anyways, Ballerton Capital is leading the Series A round with angels from Facebook, Hugging Face, and Disney Plus also taking part, and existing investor Adjacent is also putting more money into the company as part of the Series A. Also, the Unity Iron Forge merger is complete. Ads and games are now besties, and it makes me want to die. And finally, TC reports that, quote, Yasser, an African super app platform that offers on-demand services such as ride hailing, food and grocery delivery, and payments, has raised $150 million in a Series B round. That's five times what it raised in its previous priced round that took place last November. Sure, this does feel like a 2021 round that has leaked into 2022, but no matter what, it's really cool to see a nine-figure African round during the current funding downturn. Well, we're out of time, magically enough, and hopefully we can stop talking about Musk and Twitter soon, but it does feel that we're far from that point, given the scale of Elon's inability to shut up, something that I, as a Twitter addict, fully understand, and the fact that he's making big changes to a key service. Anyways, there is other stuff going on this week. There's a big election in America tomorrow, so don't forget to stock up on vodka or Benadryl or both. And uh, we got to go away now. We're out of time. Don't forget, however, you can use the code equity to save money on TechCrunch Plus, and you can follow the show on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. Because my name is Alex, my Twitter handle is Alex, and we will talk to you soon. We're back Wednesday morning. We're back Friday. Lots of news to come. The year is coming to a close, but it's not done yet, so expect a couple more surprises and curveballs, and equity will be there for all of them. Okay, bye. Equity Mondays are hosted by myself, Editor-in-Chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm. We're produced by Teresa Locansolo with editing by Kel Keller. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator, Alyssa Stringer leads audience development, and Henry Pickovet manages TechCrunch audio products. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week.